Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Everybody, we are ready to go. Are you ready to go? Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. You can watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. There's a little snow on the ground. By this time tomorrow, there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of snow on the ground. But at least we are not Buffalo, New York, where they're expecting three to six feet. And I lived in Buffalo when they had one of the worst snowstorms in the history of the city. And that is saying something. Yeah, I don't know. Now, the good thing about Buffalo, because I've been there when it, the first time that I think that it ever snowed 24 inches in 24 hours. Oh, I was there, I think, for that one. What it, year was that? I can't, I, I don't remember. Um, but um, it, I, I got up the next morning and it was like no big deal. Right. Snow, uh, flight wasn't canceled. Airport was still running. Streets had been plowed. Yeah. The whole nine yards. You talk about people that understand and get it. Mm-hmm. And know how to react to it, right? And that's a hell of a lot of snow in twenty four hours. Yeah, twenty four inches. It was so bad. One, uh, I'm looking it up right now. The worst snowfalls in the history of that city. So the blizzard of seventy seven. There was a blizzard of seventy seven in Chicago too that I remember well. Uh, two thousand fourteen. Maybe I wasn't there for that. 06, 2000, 1913. No, I guess I wasn't. It was so <laughs> it was so bad that uh, the station that I worked for, WKBW, had to pick me up from my house. Really? Yep. Couldn't couldn't move my car. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, whatever we're about to get tomorrow, um, just look at what's going on in Western New York, and you'll feel a lot better. We'll be fine. Yeah. No problem. Time now for the lead. The Lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Well, I think it is fair to say that uh, the media, generally speaking, uh, Denver local media, which I don't consider to be a difficult media to deal with. It's not harsh. No, I mean, it's not like everybody throws softballs. No. um, But it's not. A lot of pressing questions, a lot of quick follow-up questions, catching someone. I don't mean gotcha questions, but I don't think it's a tough media market. I've worked in much tougher media markets. Uh, with that, I think the questions now are getting more pointed and more direct towards Nathaniel Hackett. As he was asked yesterday, what is the offensive identity? Uh, it's not uh, a good one. It's it's it hasn't been a very successful offense. And um, we have a lot of things that we want to get better at. And we want to be sure that we continue those opportunities for the guys and continually uh, get better uh, options for the guys. And uh, for us right now, a lot of improvement, be able to gain that identity. As my ex-wife would say. All right. As my ex-wife would say, that is a real noodle scratcher, a noodle scratcher. You're you're just sitting there going or she would say, goodness, gravy. I mean, really? That's the answer you came up with? It's not a good one now? Now, granted, we know that. But some things are meant not to be said out loud. Yeah. 
and that is one of them. Yeah, you know the. Uh, I've no, I've no effing clue. What's your offensive identity? I got no effing clue. He was asked. He's been asked that question, um, intermittently during over the course of the nine ten weeks. Um, they played nine games, but it's been ten. We're in week eleven now of the NFL. So, um, and. It's never, has never really had a firm answer because there is no identity. That's the problem. There is no identity. Yeah, the other is penalties. Oh, okay. wide receivers not getting separation. Okay, well then let me offensive let, line let, not let blocking. Me, Russell amend, wanting to throw let me deep. Amend, let me amend my description. Yeah, not an identity that you care to share with right. others, right? Or that you care to have you know seen what? in the light of day. I, I tell you what, they do have an identity. Mass dysfunction mm-hmm. on every level. And that's the problem. What's the game my wife would be able to tell me? Where you do the whack it thing? Whack-a-mole. Like, whack-a-mole, right? Yeah. That's the Broncos offense, right? Every time that you pop the, the top on one of them. The mole comes up. Boom, it, it comes up comes on another, another one. one. Yeah. Right. And you never get them all put away. And, and that's the issue. You can make the argument. If you really go back and look at what the Broncos have done or not done uh, through the course of nine weeks, that their two best offensive efforts happened in weeks one and four. So the first half of the season, they actually looked like they were functioning on some kind of level. Like, oh, I don't know, there was a plan. Like you had uh, plays being called and plays being executed, and it looked like it made some sense. Since then, they've only had one game offensively, and we have been dumbed down so much by what we've seen offensively Mm -hmm. week to week that we actually give them credit for the 21 that they scored in London against Jacksonville. Okay, I'm going to ask a question here, and everybody gets a vote, but you don't get to extrapolate on it because we only have a certain amount of time. So, Zach, get ready to step up to the mic. Alex, we will start with you. Who is the most valuable player on offense this season? Exactly. Dulcich. Wow. Okay. Wow. Zach, you're next. Okay. Who is the MVP on offense this season? Jerry Judy. Okay. Go ahead, Bruce. And here's the funny thing is that whoever any of us say you can make a strong argument, it's not that guy, but you'd have a hard time selling your point on your guy. Yeah. So I, go ahead. I, in the absence of anyone that really jumps to me, I guess it would have to be Russ. No. God, I mean. No, no I'll, I'll, I'll veto that one. Well, feel free to do so. I'll go. You ready for this? Go. I'll go with Quinn Miners. <laughs> because with the amount of time that he has played, which hasn't been a lot, he really hasn't made mistakes. I mean, and I love me some Quinn Miners. Think by about the way. that for a second. I love me some Quinn Miners. Right. And not only that, let me say this: Quinn Miners is going to be. I think he already is a good football he player, is. and I think he's going to get to be a better football player. Right. Thank God they've got something in the offensive line yeah. that they can probably plug and play for next year. But I think that we've proved your point. So. You remember the motivational speaker from Saturday Night Live played by Chris Farley. 
right down by the river. Sure. Okay. Right now, I don't think Nathaniel Hackett, for as nice as he is, would ever win any awards for being a motivational speaker when he was asked what his message was to his team, knowing that the Broncos and the Raiders have been in so many close games. He was asked, what's his message to the Broncos, knowing both teams have been in so many close games? And his answer was, well, somebody's got to win the game. Yeah. Wow. Has it really come to that? Do you think that led my package last night? Oh, yeah. I don't know how to really respond to that. But Well, I mean. Uh, yo, you're talking about TV terms that people aren't really aware where of. Where is your mind? I'm just saying. I know. Seriously, where is your mind? Listen, Do you wake up every morning being no, like. I'm not that guy. Well, you're I mean, the one who said it. Not you're a little bit. You're a little bit that guy. Not everybody yeah. understands the word package in that context. What kind of message does story? What kind of message is 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 being put out there publicly? Well, somebody's got to win the game. What kind of message does that send to the players? What does it say to the fans? Well, somebody's got to win. You can say that every week. It was an odd answer. Yeah, yeah. It, it was an odd answer. I think that Hackett is on some scary merry-go-round that's broken half the time at the amusement park that he just can't get off. It's going round and round and round, and he doesn't know how to get off that thing, and it's the same thing day after day after day with what the offense looks like, what his answers are at press conferences, I genuinely feel badly for this guy. Yeah. And you know what? And I hate to put it in these terms because I really do like him. He's kind of like a lame horse. And what do you do with a lame horse? What do you do with a lame horse? Well, you put him out of his misery. And that's what it feels like. With let, Let's just put him out of his misery. You know. I'm going to say. I hate to say it. I'm going to say it's I'm an gonna, awful thing to I'm say. I'm going to say something that's going to sound asinine because he's the head coach. So coming from you would not be a surprise. Well, there you go. At least nice I'm, package. At least I'm consistent. Right. Um, <laughs> the uh, the thing with Nathaniel Hackett is he's the head coach. I'm I'm pretty sure that if he had a business card, it would say head coach on it. Right. Is that it? No. Hold on. I'm pretty sure that he's the head coach. So he's responsible for a myriad of things. We understand that. But really, at the end of the day, he's had one job and one job only. One job. And that is to connect with Russell Wilson in a way that the offense can function. Can function. Not even function well, can function. And we are nine weeks in, and I think it's very realistic for anybody to sit there and judge and view, view this thing and judge from 10,000 feet that it hasn't functioned. Oh, it's, it's functioned. It's dysfunction. Okay, fine. You're turning my phrases and that's fine. It, it's the one job that he needed to be able to handle and to do. He hasn't been able to do. And to this day, he still does not have a symbiotic relationship with his quarterback. A relationship that he can talk, that he can say, here's what we need to do. Yes, coach, I get it. Now we execute it. 
it it hasn't happened. It is so many different things, and let's go to the lower, not the lowest, but a lower common denominator with the problems. You have been to more games than I have, specifically on the road. When you are up there in the press box, are you really seeing a lot of separation with those wide receivers? No, you see no separation. So that's an issue. So it Huge. is. It is like a domino. So where is? The accountability from Zach Azani, the wide receivers coach who they kept. They should have kept for sure Mike Munchak. And I'm not saying it's Zach Azani's fault. It's just one thing after the other. The first domino has fallen where the play calling isn't very good. Be under center a little bit more. We'll get to that in the next segment. But it's just one thing after the next where you can't say that anything is going well. Nothing. It's a... It's almost like you take your car into the shop and you think it's a busted rod and that's why the car doesn't start. And then you open up the hood and there's a sign. You don't have to look inside the engine. There's a sign sitting there. By the way, I don't understand that at all with guys. Car stops and you open up the hood and you see the guy looking at it. Are they expecting like a note, like a, a post-it note that says it's the carburetor? They just stand there and look at it. Point is, in this case, there is a post-it note that says everything is broken. The pistons, the carburetor, everything is busted. Replace immediately. That's the entire offense. Right. And the problem is now you're to the point with injuries that replacing is difficult. Not only are you not functioning, now you're trying to function with guys that haven't played much football. And that's an issue. Not to mention, well, I'm not even going to go there. I mean, there is a there is a learning curve that is still going on. Um, but that's not even worth hardly mentioning at this point. Because there are nine, ten weeks in, and this offense has not progressed, and I not a single step. Coming up after the break, Russell Wilson talked to the media. When I went to the press conference yesterday, I thought, this guy is not going to filibuster me. No way. He filibusters everyone. Goes off on tangents. And I'm thinking, I'm going to ask him a pretty simple question. And if for some reason he starts to go on and on and on about a bunch of nonsense that's not believable that he's given everybody else, I'm going to cut him off and be even more direct with him. I was. You'll hear what I asked him next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, smileisports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale over the public, Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, the holidays are coming up. Thanksgiving is coming up. You're going to be spending time with family. My question for you is, what have you done to protect your family? What I mean is this. uh, God forbid something happens to you. Uh, Where does your estate go? Your your, um, 
policy when it comes to, um, you know, your living will. Yeah. Uh, do you want your family deciding whether or not the plug should be pulled? You should be making those decisions. And you have an opportunity to do that if you work with Dan McKenzie and McKenzie Law. My wife and I both worked with him. And I can't tell you how happy I am that we got it done and it's over with. And now I know everything is done. Whether you have a lot of money or not, a living will, big deal. You got to make a decision. You're in the hospital. You're in a vegetative state. You want to be on life support or don't you? I know I don't. That's why I said, pull it, baby. You might want to stay alive. That's fine. But you don't have that decision when you're in the vegetative state unless you make this decision now. And I don't have to explain what a will is. You don't want the courts deciding. Talk to Dan McKenzie. Give him a call, 833-CO-PLANS, 833-CO-PLANS, or go to coplans.com. Or excuse me, coplans.co, coplans.co. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. It feels like at least a couple of times a week, if not more, you and I talk a lot about the Broncos playing the majority of their offense in shotgun as opposed to under center. Wilson met the media yesterday. And while I don't like putting my own voice into the clip, as part of a question, I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> I think you need to hear how I asked the question because I won't be able to recreate it as well doing it live right now. So this is how I approached Russell Wilson yesterday at the press conference. Generally speaking, this team is playing about 75 to 80% on a shotgun on offense. Clearly, that hasn't worked. Being under center, three-step drop. Russ, you're not going to get hit as much. Why not go more under center to force the defense to look for different things? Um, well, we've mixed it up. I think each game dictates itself, you know, based on what, what the defense, who the defense is, who they have on defense, everything else. Um, yeah, I, I think all of that's good. You know, I, I, I enjoy being under center. I enjoy being the gun. I enjoy just being out there. You know, it doesn't matter. But it's uh, pretty lopsided. Yeah. Generally speaking, it's pretty lopsided, yeah. and it hasn't worked. Yeah, I, I think that um, – it doesn't necessarily mean that everything under center is going to work always too. It doesn't mean anything in the gun doesn't work. You know, I think you got to be able to do it all, like you're saying. I think that I think you're exactly right. You know, you got to be able to mix it up and and uh, be under, be in the gun. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, in the NFL these days, a lot of guys are in the gun a lot of times, and it's just how the game has kind of evolved. I think over the history of the game, um, but I do think that 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 essence that. That, that, that feeling of being under is, is good, too. You know, those downhill runs, those quick passes, those balls down the field, all that, too. Um, it really challenges the defense. So I think mixing it up is what we really need to do. Mixing it up is what we really need to do. And it's really what they've needed to do all season long. The problem is they haven't really mixed it up. They've stayed in the shotgun uh, 75, 75% of the time, whatever the number is exactly, Um you know, about about three times out of every four that they go to the line of scrimmage, they are in the shotgun. Um, and it certainly limits what they can do in the, for instance, outside zone rushing game, where pretty much you need to be under center to run that element of the game. They've essentially given up pretty much any hope of running outside zone. Haven't they? Yep. When was the last time that we sat there and said, "Hey, that's that that looks like 
that looks like what they're, what they've been trying to do all season long. They did they did a lot of time practicing it, didn't they? They did. And remember when Hackett was hired, one of the first words out of his mouth, we're going to run this. Yeah. And then here comes Russell. Well, Russell likes to play out a shotgun. This is what this is where the filibuster began. Each game dictates itself. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I'll tell you why. Your play calls, your play calls are dictated by what the defense is showing. Yeah. But you have more options under center than you do in shotgun. So don't give me that BS line that we're going to take what the defense gives us. And each game is different in terms of what we are seeing across the ball. That has nothing to do with being under center. Zero. I enjoy both. Bull crap. No, you don't, because the majority of your career has been under under shotgun. That's what you like. You don't enjoy both. If you could go 100% in shotgun, you would. You only go under center when your coach tells you to, and they did it more in Seattle, because that's what Pete Carroll wanted. And one reason you wanted out, Russ, is because you wanted to run the offense that you wanted to run. So where do we go from here? That's why I cut him off. Don't feed me a bunch of crap that you're going to feed everybody else. I won't take it. As I said to you during commercial break, I've been doing this as long as he's been alive. I started when he was two. Don't you want to bring that to somebody else? Feel free to. Don't bring it to me. It's a very real issue as they move forward simply because there's no working arrangement right now. There's no there's no ease of communication between the two key guys, which is what they've been supposedly trying to work on. Now we can I would imagine that Russ has been resistant and I think that Russ has come into, I think his his whole thing about coming to Denver was, okay, I can go and reinvent myself the way that I choose to reinvent myself with a brand new slate in a place where they've had really very little offensive success with a quote-unquote offensive-minded coach, and I can cook. Here's the bottom line. Again, introductory press conference. Hackett talked about the outside zone. That's what he wanted to run. And all of us in the media were like, ooh, that sounds good. Ooh, remember? Oh, that, that sounds great. Russell Wilson killed, killed, can't stress that more strongly, killed Nathaniel Hackett's offense because he has to be under shotgun. Killed it. Destroyed it. It's over. What Hackett wanted to do, he can't do. He's not allowed to do because it has to be 75%, generally speaking, in shotgun. I was talking to Jeff Legwald yesterday. He said the only time this season they have spent more time under center was against Houston. I forgot. Was that a win? It was. Oh, isn't that interesting? On a side note, Russell Wilson with who he is. He's a kind guy. Sure is. He's a guy who wants to be loved. He's a guy who is incredibly insecure. 
nice guy, chip on his shoulder, I believe wants to know what people say about him. He wants to do the right thing. He does do the right thing, but he needs to let everybody know what he's doing. He is an interesting cat. Yeah. He's, he is, there's a great song by Alana Davis, who a lot of people don't know, but the name of the song is excellent and it sums him up. He has 32 flavors and then some. Mm. He's a very complicated, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He's a very complicated guy. I think I'm a complicated guy too. But he really is because he's confident, but tremendously insecure. Very kind, a nice guy, but socially awkward. He is, he feels like a guy that would welcome you in with open arms. Yes, very much so. Yet, he is very distant as well. I'm sorry, with his teammates. Mm-hmm. And there are guys who have said to me, he is not approachable. He is one thing, but then the complete opposite. Yeah. Is he authentic? I'm not going to answer that because I can't say that I don't know him well. I don't know him well. I don't think people, I don't think people think, I don't think people who know him think that he is. I, I, I would agree with that. But I can't speak. I can't speak with firsthand knowledge of that because I don't know him. Yeah. And Behind I, closed doors, for lack of a better phrase. And I agree. Russ, I think I said this very early on. A little of Russ goes a long, long way. I think I was saying that in week two, that a little of Russ goes a long way because it does, right? Yep. It goes a long way. That doesn't mean that he's not likable. Because he is likable. But but what's interesting is he's likable, but socially awkward. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's um, likable, but not approachable. At least from his, his teammates will tell you that. His teammates will tell you that. How many times have you been in that locker room and you see him talking to his teammates? No, rarely. Yep. I he, mean, was, he was in the locker room yesterday, yeah. and he was talking to some executives. I didn't see him talking to any teammates. He'll talk to a media member every now and then. I I'm mean, talking you know? about his teammates. No, you're right. And oh, by the way, it doesn't help that he has an office upstairs. And oh, by the way, I've been told more than a few times, when it's lunchtime, he grabs that lunch and goes upstairs to his office. So here we are. in That week- doesn't endear yourself to your teammates. Right. So here we are in week nine of this grand experiment. And I'm not saying it's all his fault either. No. We're married to Russ for at least the next two years. Right. Okay. We know that. Where do we go from here? Sip, no, purely on Russ. I think the, thing is, the thought is you can't get rid of the quarterback. You got to get rid of the coach. That probably happens at the end of the season. Well, you can get rid of the quarterback. You can. If you didn't sign him to a big extension. Well. But they did. Right. So they're going to have to do a Carson Wentz type of thing and eat about 35 to 40 million. Do they keep him for the end? For the, well, that's if they keep him for two years, right? They're going to have to have a new coach. No question. I mean, or they, because this offensive system is... To call it broken is insulting it, 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 all it, toys it, it that is. are broken. You are absolutely right, and and that and and actually, you're understating it. Yeah, you are understating it with that remark. You're absolutely right. But here's but but specifically, how 
does Russ evolve? Is he smart enough at this point to realize this is not the path or the direction that he needs to continue on? Or is he so set in his way that by God, everyone is going to adapt to the way that he feels things need to go? Todd Davis said it very well on the show yesterday. He is a guy who has won a Super Bowl. He has been to two. Now, in all fairness, he's been a great quarterback. But if we're being completely honest, um, Russ Wilson did not win his Super Bowl. The Seahawks defense won that Super Bowl starting on the first play. With that, Russell Wilson has been a great quarterback. He is a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. Yes. With that, Todd said it on the show yesterday. When you have that type of cachet, you say, my way's the right way. Look, look at my resume. Right. Maybe this season will humble him. That's my that's hope. My, that's it. That's your hope. Right? Because if you can get Russ on a, the same working page, <laughs> they are so far away from that right now what they that need, you can't even see a possibility for it. What they need to do is they need to hire a coach who has some cachet to him. Yeah. They can't hire a first-year head coach that Russ can run over. The only guy that I can think of that is truly out there ding, 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 is ding, a Dan ding, Quinn. You're darn right. Prob- and, probably the guy they should have hired. And he will probably one. bring in Brian Schottenheimer with him, a guy that Russ knows. Coming up after the break, if you think things are bad in Denver, have you heard <laughs> the latest about what's going on with the Raiders? Oh, yeah, Josh McDaniels will be back next year. But the reason is breathtaking should we pass the hat and something that you would never hear in denver at least broncos fans can say that <laughs> we'll talk about it next Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. What's so ironic about what's going on in Las Vegas with the Raiders is money is everywhere. Tons of casinos, you know, making money hand over fist. Yet, on the flip side, there are a lot of people out there who go broke. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Bill Plaschke of the LA Times is reporting the Raiders will be keeping Josh McDaniels, not because they want to keep him, because when Mark Davis came out and said, man, I'm really happy with Josh McDaniels, you're thinking, what? Does, does Josh have like naked pictures of Mark Davis in that bowl haircut? No. It's just that Mark Davis is cash poor. And that's according to Bill Plaschke. Plaschke writes, Raiders don't have the money to fire him. The team is cash poor. It'll be the coach this year and next year. 
Which team overall has the bigger mess on their hands right now, today? Is it the Raiders or the Broncos? When you add everything up. Well, if you are cash poor, and Bill Plaschke, by the way, pretty solid source. Right. If you are cash poor. Maybe, just maybe, Mark Davis shouldn't have bought the maybe. WNBA team, the Aces. Although they won the championship. That's great. But at the end of the day, unless you're telling me that's a cash cow. I think that it's probably the Raiders. If you're telling me that you have that organization cash poor, I will take the cash heavy or deeper pockets of the Broncos. That's a better place for, to start. Neither one of them are in a very good position. I'll uh, I'll tell you why I'll disagree. Feel free. Although, although you make a great point. I wouldn't say Pat Bolin was cash poor, but he wasn't rolling in cash, and mm -hmm. they found a way to always win. Right. Okay. He made really good decisions. My concern, while the, the Broncos do not have the cash flow problems <laughs> that uh, the Raiders do, if anything, the Broncos have the best cash flow situation maybe in American sports. Right. With that, you're going to probably be looking for a new coach, and you may have made an enormous mistake with your quarterback for the next six, seven years. At least with Derek Carr, he looks a lot better than Russell Wilson. And you may have bet on the wrong horse in Russell Wilson. You may have bet on the right one. But as of right now, you are locked into Russell Wilson for a while. And yeah, you could buy him out early. You're going to take a huge number on your dead cap. And now you have to start looking for a new coaching staff, potentially all over again, outside of Evero, and what does that mean? Starting over again, and instability is constantly changing things with nothing consistent. Yeah, I think the, the Raiders are in a very similar situation, even sped up. I think that they would like to get rid of Josh McDaniels. Now we have an understanding about why that may not be happening. I, it, neither team should be in the place that they are right now. It's... Uh, it's crazy. The only thing that I can say about the Broncos is, and and this is in the context of the conversation that we're having. This is not an overriding view that I have, and it's not a default or a fallback. They're losing close games. They're losing close games. Wait, both teams? No, the Broncos. Now, the Raiders are blowing 17-point leads three times this year. But there's a difference. We knew the Raiders' defense was going to be terrible. Yeah. Josh McDaniels is doing what he was hired to do, make that offense better. And they are better. Well, that was a pretty good offense last year. I mean, it really was. I mean, Waller and Renfro, I mean, you added Devontae Adams to that. I mean, yeah. you, you think that you've got yourself a pretty good situation, Josh Jacobs. You've got some guys. They killed themselves by hiring Mike Mayock, who made a lot of bad draft yeah, no, decisions. Yeah, you're right. So they, they have some years to go before they can retool that defense. But we knew that going in. Going into this Broncos season, we knew the Broncos defense was going to be good. And by the way, how bad does it look when you go back to, in a game, by the way, that I was at, 
It was a Nuggets game last year, and you have Hackett and Justin out and beating the drum, and they're interviewing both of those guys, and they were asked, what are we going to see out of the Broncos this year? And out and yells out, we're going to score a lot of points. How sad does that look in hindsight? Don't you wish you could take the Raiders offense, combine it with the Broncos defense? Oh, please, let's not go there. And instead, that, of, that, that's, no. instead of two teams that are 5-13 and 13 between them, 5-13, right. and 13, but, you know, I mean, that's kind of where we are right now. I mean, that's oversimplification. Well, that's like silly. saying, that's no, like no, saying, I mean, I, I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm paint being, Manny's head and put it on Drew Locke's well, body. I, I mean, I'm being ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. I'm being ridiculous because both teams are in ridiculous situations. You've got the Raiders at two and seven, a half a year removed from being a playoff team with cash flow, allegedly cash flow problems. You can't even fire the head coach that by some reports they'd like to fire, but they can't afford to do it because, I mean, they're, because they're still paying me? Gruden. They're still paying Gruden. Well, although technically they're not paying him yet because that thing is still in legal limbo. Right. You know who the Raiders are? The Raiders are the professional equivalent of the Colorado Buffaloes constantly paying. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Constantly paying former coaches. Yeah. Well, and that's a vicious cycle to be in. It sure is. It's a really vicious cycle. And by the way, the Broncos aren't that far away from it. When you stop to consider the turnstile that has gone, that that we're potentially in. Yeah, but you know what? The Penners and the Waltons, that's pocket change. Eventually, that's why eventually, I think the Broncos are in better in a better position. They are in better position to, they, they are kind of like the Dodgers, where they have enough money that if a star who's making $25 million and it's a $25 million a year mistake, mm-hmm. that guy that guy doesn't play well, that's okay. They have a $20 million guy on the bench. Yeah. The, the thing that I... Okay, yeah. I think, I think that there are some really built-in advantages to having more money. There's no question. Period. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed? The Knicks won in Denver for the first time in 16 years. And what did LaShawn McCoy say about Bill Belichick that got people riled up? That's coming up next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman and Hurdle. Watch us, MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman, if you're looking for... Wholesale Lumber to the Public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. 
presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, the Nuggets lost to the Knicks 106-103 as the Knicks won in Denver for the first time in 16 years. The Nuggets played without Nikola Jokic and Aaron Gordon, and they were up 96-86 in the fourth quarter but could not hold the lead, and the Nuggets starters failed to score in the fourth quarter. Uh, Julius Randle was impressive for the Knicks with 34 points, 11 rebounds, but how did Denver lose this game? It's a good question. Oh, I can answer that. Go ahead. Hey, MPJ, and I've been on you. For this, and you know more, and you're a better basketball player than I am. Well, that's not saying much. You are incredibly <laughs> talented, and you have no court sense. Yeah. You don't know how to move without the ball. You stand around. You're an AAU kid that you're always the best player on the floor. I can stand in the corner, just throw me the ball, and I'll, at six foot nine, I'll shoot over the kid that's six foot one. Don't allow a first half where you can't hit the ocean he scored five points right he scored five points and then let it allow it to affect you in the second i do not want to hear how great a guy is when he goes from 31 points to five Five. points you're right it's a don't want to hear about it you had an opportunity to build on this yet with Jokic, because you know you're gonna get the ball pretty much all the time you're moving your feet a little bit more you didn't move your feet at all. You just stood around hoping the ball would go to you, and it didn't. And even when it did, you missed your shot. You are far from being great. You are, a, you know what you are? You're a great shooter who's not very good in five on five. You're the best horse player on the playground. But the problem is, you, your, your basketball IQ is clearly not high enough if you don't realize that you have to move without the ball. Just in case you missed it, LaShawn McCoy on the Up and Adam show spoke on Bill Belichick saying, if you take away Tom Brady, do you know who he is? He's under 500. I think he's a good coach, but all the greatest, and we've never seen anything like him. That's bullcrap. Are you in agreement with Shady McCoy that Belichick is just another coach without Brady, or is he full of it? Okay, you said to me in the break, we were talking about this, and you said, LaShawn McCoy never played for Bill Bill Belichick. Belichick. What the hell does he know? I will say to you right here, right now, Bill Belichick is not a Hall of Fame coach if he does not have Tom Brady. I never played for Bill Belichick. That's my opinion. So what does it matter if LaShawn McCoy says it? So Bill Belichick gets no credit for developing Tom Brady, a sixth-round pick out of the University of Michigan. He gets, gets, gets Gets no credit for that. No, no, he gets credit because he drafted him in the sixth round. Right. He gets credit for saying, I'm going to play him over Drew Bledsoe. Mm. He gets a lot of credit for that because Drew Bledsoe was a expensive quarterback at the time. Does he get credit for developing uh, Tom Brady? Sure he does because he was the head coach. But at the end of the day, he wasn't his quarterback coach. He wasn't his offensive coordinator. And if we're being completely honest here, why isn't he developing Mac Jones at the same level? Well, they've got a winning record. That's great, being a 500 team. Bottom line is this. Bill Belichick is a terrific defensive mind, really, really good head coach. Does he win all those Super Bowls without Tom Brady? Hell no. And we both know it. And I will say this, uh, anytime that you bring in the term greatest 
it's easy to laugh at that. That's that, that's a pretty high bar to set. I'm not ready to die on that hill for Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's a pretty damn good head coach. The best coach of all time is Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs, period. You know why? Look at the quarterbacks he won with. Look at the quarterbacks he won with. Yeah. Same with Bill Parcells. Look at the quarterbacks that he won with in a quarterback league. Run the ball, great defense, great offensive line. Did it over the course of decades. Did more with less. And how many Super Bowls did he win? Three? Won a Super Bowl with Mark Rippon? Are you serious? Doug Williams? Yeah. Won a Super Bowl with him? Hey, Bart Starr was like a 15th round pick out of Alabama. Vince Lombardi did a good job with him. Yeah. Well, he also did a pretty good job of running the power sweep sure with did. Jim Taylor and Paul Horning. But you know what? That was simple football. I that You talk about... Keeping it simple, stupid. Yeah. Whew. Here's what we're doing. Go ahead and stop it. Okay. Well, let's let's go back. We got to hit a break. Let's go back to the old Nebraska days. Mm-hmm. Tommy Frazier, great quarterback. Oh, Eric Crouch. Yeah. No, no, they ran the ball. Yeah. Guys were always wide sure. open down the field because the safeties right. had to come up. It made it a lot easier to throw the deep ball when he threw it like eight times a game. They all ran the option incredibly well. No, they did. Yeah. I'm with you, but as passers, come no. on. Right. No, right. I'm with you. There's okay. a reason they didn't make it in the NFL. That's right. Okay, that was uh, Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you miss it, Black Friday is coming up, but you know what? You do not have to wait till Black Friday to get a bunch of great deals. Right now, you can get an LG four-piece stainless steel kitchen package for a little over $3,200. bucks. you are going to save 900 on that. Or how about a front-load laundry pair from LG for under $1,400? Take advantage of the low prices right now of the year, the lowest prices of the year on all LG appliances. Selection, amazing. Visit Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Littleton, Louisville, or their clearance center in Denver, in which you can save up to 70% off at their clearance center in Denver. Experience the difference. Mountain High Appliance. Coming up after the break, you are going to hear from Nathaniel Hackett. And every press conference, the things that he says, get more and more puzzling, yet more and more repetitive. We'll talk about it. Hear from Hackett next. Slow it 